We need to introduce our guest. Oh. <laughs> In case we are. Like, <laughs> Welcome back to the 85 Style Show. <laughs> so. Uh, we we have, in this bitch. We have been vibing for hours. Yeah, we have. Straight up, nonstop vibes. Good you, ones. You know the vibes? Sunday vibes. We got the homie in the studio. We do. Steph, Steph. What's Hello. Up? Stephanie Rose. <laughs> In this bitch <laughs> um, We have been vibing on this cool Sunday We don't know when our new our release days are just, They just happen when they happen Hey, y'all no. just need to subscribe So just y'all know Be get, where you need to be when I you get need notified to be there. when the right. episode drops See, that, that is the benefit of subscribing to the Suburban <laughs> Podcast You know It's just that simple You know we inconsistent No, just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We are consistently inconsistent. Mm. Perfectly imperfect. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes queen. Yes. That is who we are. <laughs> like, uh, you know the vibes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> know what the fuck going on? We in these streets. Would it be anything else? <laughs> oh, Stephanie's here. We know this. <laughs> you know the vibes, bro. With you Steph go through. We got mimosas on deck. We eating pizza. I done had stuffed crust pizza, which I thought was gone away forever. <laughs> I cannot complain about this day. <laughs> I woke up late and been vibing ever since. That's a good ass vibe. True. These are facts. I went to sleep at like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Oh Jesus! For what? I didn't get off till twelve. Oh yeah, those are your late nights. That's why so I, your I was, wine downtown be. That's why I was down. like after it's afternoon sometime. <laughs> I don't know when. Yeah. So when I texted y'all this morning, I had just woken up. I figured. I don't know when I went to bed. <laughs> we got a rock star in the building. <laughs> Straight up, got to the pad. She don't even know how she made it. <laughs> <laughs> also, have other one like. Uh, I told you that Pinot Grigio, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's the it's going down like the Catalina wine mixer in this Ooh. bitch. <laughs> Catalina wine mixer, that's some Wheezy F baby. That uh, that's from uh, we talk about Will Ferrell movies earlier. That's from Step Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. I love Step Brothers. <sighs> Step Brothers is okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Tried to drink out of an empty glass. <laughs> oh, girl. Thanks, guys. This bottomless with mimosas. I just <laughs> turned the glass up and I was like, <laughs> turned up for what? <laughs> but yeah, man. You know the vibes we out here. We took a couple of days off just because I feel like it's a lot of shit to talk about, but I cannot tell you specifically off the top of my head. Uh, I've made a couple lists in my head of things that we might talk about. One of which is, you know, uh, COVID being back out here. Mm. Oh yeah, that's like the obvious. 
COVID is back here like tag team back again. <laughs> like this motherfucker is here back. Everybody's doing that fucking TikTok where uh Mystical is like, You looking for me? Here I go. Here I go. Uh oh. Like that's Don't COVID. Stop, bitch. Move. <laughs> that's COVID. Dude, I gotta find it. I gotta find it. Uh doom, doom, doom. It's a quote that Molly Wait, is that mystical? Yeah. Here I go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you was looking for me. Um it was a quote from the other day that Molly had retweeted. Molly with the most? Mm-hmm. Have you fallen in love with her as well? <laughs> um, I haven't listened to her podcast yet. But I've been following her on Instagram like a weirdo. She, she's a cool chick, man. Yeah, she is. Uh, she uh, she had retweeted. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, <laughs> there am I in the midst of them. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> the church kid in me was like, oh, shit. <laughs> that is exactly how COVID is out here moving. Ooh, it's yeah. moving like the Holy Ghost, bro. <laughs> Have you ever seen someone get the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> For sure. I grew up I in a, a semi-Pentecostal church. It's a wild experience. Yeah. <laughs> and I always felt weird that I didn't get it. <laughs> like, maybe I'm not worthy, God. <laughs> then you get older, you understand a little bit more. <laughs> not going to say anything past that. <laughs> but it's a vibe. It's a vibe. <laughs> in high school, I would go to the Holiness Church. And I was like, I just want to see somebody get the ghost. <laughs> I mean, I'd see them speak in tongues sometimes, but never like saw somebody that was get every, it for the first time. Bruh. I've seen it many a time. Yes. And church used to last forever in a Ooh, black church. It was torture. Ugh. And then so y'all had torturous. And then especially when, when they knew y'all had to be back at six o'clock. We got to wrap this and up. you got to go to school on Monday. Talk about going home and going straight to bed. It wasn't no, right. no chill, no downtime before bed. No. It was you get out of church, you go home, wash your ass, and get it to be Exactly. <laughs> that was the point. Keep you busy so you can't get into trouble. Uh, was that what they were doing? <laughs> Fuck. Exhausting is what that was. Yeah, that, that seemed a bit excessive. <laughs> it seemed a little too headstrong with that. Like... I don't know. I think any church is excessive. Yeah, it is. It's taxing. I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to church. Like I'm not gonna fully. It's gonna sound bad. I'm not gonna fully like do the whole like every day some shit. But there are certain things structurally that I do like about churches, or I think I can handle now. I couldn't have handled them when I was not in control of my. Life, <laughs> You're, yeah. When you can't control your attendance, right? No. Like, like I can divest from certain aspects of. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah, none of it's for me. <laughs> I just man, that catching the Holy Ghost shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, mm, those peanut butter cake, so fucking good. Regular meeting once a month. You know what? That was that made it worth it. That peanut was a thing. Cake. That was a thing at school too. What? Oh, those peanut butter bars? Yo, I got the recipe. 
the peanut butter bars. <laughs> <laughs> used to fucking slap. I got the recipe. Why did they slap so hard? Because it's Probably cause sugar. It peanut butter. Hella butter. Sugar, peanut butter, and, and butter. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That, hey. And some like oatmeal. <laughs> yes. And a little bit of flour. You really do have the recipe. I have the recipe. <laughs> She got the ingredients. Hey, she the connect. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie the plug for lunchroom. <laughs> I don't play. I love to eat peanut butter bars. Oh, that I, I forgot about the peanut butter. Talk bar. about a blast mm. from the past. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody mm-hmm. like they uh they were trying to downplay uh cafeteria pizza the other day. Mm-hmm. I was like, that square pizza? Who raised you, uh-uh. fucking barbarians? I like, like the octagon. <laughs> The Mexican pizza? The hexagon, yeah. Yeah. That was Ooh, a good pizza. That was the one. It had like a different cheese. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It had like it sharp cheddar, cheddar on cheese. it yeah. or something. And, and then, the sausages instead of the pepperonis. And then they also had the breakfast pizza it used to go hard, too. Oh, with the sausage. Uh-huh. Oh, the cheese those, and the sausage. Those chicken biscuits with mustard. Shit. Them mozzarella sticks. <laughs> Can we talk about how Buckhorn's lunchroom food was the shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo. Um, Them Otis Spunkmeyer cookies. Oh, oh my God. I used to get three of those day. a day. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Smokies and mac and cheese. Mm. <sighs> Grilled cheese day? Yes. Even the chicken noodle soup was busted. <laughs> Can't I even always lie. want for the vegetables. Can't beef. even lie. That sweet potato casserole during Thanksgiving. Ooh. I, also, it was good. You know what? In hindsight, I didn't appreciate school Thanksgiving uh, food, but that shit was totally yeah. busted. Yeah. I love when we would have parties and people brought, brought shit, like, and we just laid that shit out in the class, like, <laughs> them eating school days. Right. <laughs> Those are the best. The potluck days, man. Buckhorn's cafeteria food, our freshman year was the best. Like when they had the Red Baron pizzas. Oh, them Red oh. Baron pizzas. I used to and, go broke on those. And they had the pint ice cream and shit. And they're like, we were all like, yo, so we get break? Bad. <laughs> go broke on those. Yikes. What did you do during break? Like what was your routine for break? I don't know. I can't remember. Probably I would go to the Coke machine outside of the band room and get a lemon brisk and then like <laughs> brisk. Mew, mew at Justin like we were cats. <laughs> brisk is also a blast from the past. That is so She said mew. <laughs> Shit. Oh my god! <laughs> I saw that shit in my head when she said, that. <laughs> "Yes, <laughs> I was there." That's exactly what it was. That is exactly what it was. Literally meowing at each other. <laughs> oh man! Uh, I had that little kitty cat collar too. Damn. Oh my god! <laughs> I saw 14, 15 year old Steph in front of me. <laughs> that yeah. shit was funny. Yeah. My routine was I used to try to hang out with everybody. So I was just on the move the entire break. <laughs> mm. So like I would come hang out with like you and Justin. These are facts. Then I would go to the commons area. No, I went to the commons area first. Then for a second, like y'all hang out in the courtyard. Psh, man, I don't know. 
<laughs> There's been yeah. some nights. Since yeah, then, then they took away our courtyard privileges, and nobody was ever. Something happened bad out there. Though. I think somebody got caught smoking or something. Oh. I feel like it was worse. Like somebody got hurt or something. I don't know. Where was the courtyard? Uh, between between the two main buildings, between the computer lab hall mm-hmm. and cu- was it science, science or English science and computer, computer lab, yeah. and then on the other side was the home ec health mm. room. So that's where the vending machines were. Yeah, do you you remember where Miss um, what was the home ec teacher's name? Mm-mm. Damn. Um. She had big titties. Yeah. Torpedo titties? Yes. No, that's uh, that was Miss Moore. Oh, no, that was the sex ed. Yeah, that was health sex health ed teacher. teacher. But yeah, the health classroom was right there. And then the home ec was across. And then the courtyard, and then the next building was the computer labs. Mm. Yeah. So that was the courtyard. All the, all the athletes hung out in the commons area. Yeah. All the... Most of the black people hung out in the calf. We used to hang out in the band hall. Yeah, that's where I, I spent most of my time back there between the stage and the blue gymnasium. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and the band room and the choir room. I always ended <laughs> in the cafeteria because by the end of break, all the athletes and most of the black people were in the cafeteria. Hmm. Huh. forgot about that. Yeah, that's crazy. Everybody had their own routine. That's why when break got canceled, I was like, yo, even y'all down fucking to, up. Even down to where we parked every day, though. It was a total vibe. I still didn't get senior parking. Wait, did I? I don't, remember. I don't think I got senior parking. I don't remember. I know I drove sometimes, but not very frequently. I I did have a senior park, but... Some days I just ended up parking by the field house because we would leave after football mm-hmm. yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah. I think my senior year I started driving a lot because I was going straight to the karate studio after school. Mm. Like staying late for band and theater and then karate. going straight to karate. And then I'd be there all night. I'd get home at like 11. It's just crazy thinking about like being seventeen to eighteen yeah. and like the shit you like. What was your like schedule? Yeah, and that was your whole life. Yeah, whole life. <laughs> yeah. Man, now I gotta pay bills and shit. Yeah, <laughs> the only bill I had to pay in high school was my insurance for my car and whatever gas I got. I didn't have to pay any bills. I just had to save up for college. That's what I did. I did also, <clears throat> I had saved a good bit by the time I went to my freshman year. I blew all that shit freshman year. <laughs> I saved up like fifteen hundred and bought books and supplies, and that was that. <laughs> I remember summer before college, I'd been working all of high school. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna just like take this summer. Chill out. To hang out with friends, and everybody was like, "Oh, We're well, working. we got out jobs." <laughs> I was like, "God damn it! Right. <laughs> Why can't I be on the same schedule?" <laughs> I had to quit my job at McDonald's the summer before freshman year of college because I had to go take some courses at Grambling, so I had a short summer. Mm. I left the next month after we graduated. Damn. And then, so yeah, 
And then I eventually came back and everybody else had left. <laughs> it's like, fuck. But damn, bro. Crazy time. If we all knew each other, then that's what's even crazier. We did. <laughs> like rule which I don't follow but (laughs) (laughs) starting anywhere new after midnight is bad news (laughs) you're not you're not gonna have a good night that is a good rule (laughs) I told my friend we were gonna go bowling the other night and we so we went up to um, Blevins Gap which is up Cecil Ashburn outside of the mountain because you know they have the little overlook Mm -hmm. overlook the city or whatever so we went up there for a while, but then it started raining because that's all it does now. <laughs> so it got super foggy. So we just chilled and let the fog pass. And then it was like maybe eight something. And we we're like, okay, let's go get some food and then we'll go bowl. We got some food and I sat in the car for like 10 minutes and I was like, I don't think I want to make it to bowling. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, I'm, I'll put in further consideration. This is it for me. I'm ready to go. <laughs> The number of times where it's been like, oh, yeah, there was that moment where I should have stopped mm. and then I wouldn't have ended up yeah. in that situation yeah. or done that thing, which in retrospect, I'm really lucky. Yeah. True. <laughs> hey, you're not grown at 18. I don't care what the fuck people say. Hey. I don't know. I've been doing some of my stupid shit at 29. <laughs> That last little peak of the 20s. That's a crazy time, too. Final grasp for fun. Yeah, he's like, I'm only going to be 20 for this amount of days. It's a weird transition. It's a weird transition, for sure. You got to get all your little like dysfunction out. But do you really get it no, out? No, I you not really get it out. I, I'm more or less, like, it's weird for me because I'm more or less retired from the game at, like, 26, 27, where I was doing, like, my stupid... Like, super stupid shit. Oh, yeah, because you started early. You hit the ground running. Right. And then I was like, you know what, guys? I'm going down the wrong path. <laughs> Let me yeah. calm the fuck down yeah. so so I can live to be any age older than... <laughs> older than 25. Right. Yeah. I ain't trying to go out like that. And then that's when you, like... That's when the hard part comes. You can't just mask your shit and getting drunk, blackout. Right. Without looking like an alcoholic. Which you are. <laughs> you learn to accept it at that point. <laughs> but Or you start doing that uh, self-reflection. Mm. You have that whole introspective moment where you're like, well, why was I drinking like this? Right. What is going on with what Dennis? What is the reason? Mm. <laughs> Come to Jesus moments where you're talking to yourself in the mirror like, bro. And that's why we go to therapy. <laughs> exactly. Yo, have you been seeing Choice Brown's post lately, Tabitha's daughter? Mm-hmm. She is so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She is a fucking supermodel. Look, look at her. Well, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that is what's up. Like what? Shit is crazy. Tabitha too. Tabitha's been on magazines. Yes. So we didn't get to talk about her uh clap back at Wendy. We did Wendy Williams at one time. 
But I think that shit was well deserved. I wish more people would talk to Wendy Williams like that. Yeah, but it's almost like that thing to where you are you kind of sinking down to their level, a certain level. Mm-mm. No, I think nobody has nobody has confronted Wendy about herself in that way. Like since Whitney. <clears throat> Whitney didn't play that shit with Wendy. Yeah. Whitney. But Tabitha Tabitha wasn't just taking jabs at her. She was really saying She like, was reading her for You need to love yourself. Like you need to heal. You need to get over some things. Yeah. But because just, you're worried about and hating on the wrong things and well, speaking down on other people for their decisions. Which we can all see is clearly part of her problem. But mm. it's just like I don't know. It's, the nice, nasty shit is funny, but at a certain point, it's like, okay, I hope this doesn't become like a regular thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, some people really do get caught up in that in that mess. Yeah. And that love and hip-hop drama type shit. <laughs> yeah, the back and forth on Shade Room. Yeah, I see that, but I don't see that path for Tabitha. We don't know her, though. <laughs> <laughs> we've known her, or we've seen her enough in the media. But still, to get a better feel of, and maybe maybe now, she feels like she has more of a voice to do so. Like, this is it true. might even not necessarily be like, oh, she's about to start feeding into mess for attention. But it's like now that I have an, a platform, I guess. I can see that. Speaking of having to fight for. <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> Welcome to the eighty-five show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, this music festivals are back right now. Who <laughs> are y'all going to any? Kovisha oh. is the main headliner at all of them. I always I want to go, but my brother's going to the uh, the one or, in Vegas. Yeah, the day in Vegas in November. Yeah, so it's my guy. Yes. I want to go so bad, but that lineup is crazy. It's Christabel's wedding day. Oh yeah. Well, you that lineup go. is. Ooh, you got to go to the wedding. <laughs> um, I like the Lala lineup. The Lala has a good lineup too. I've I still wanted, just want to go to Chicago. I've always wanted to go to Lala, and I've never been. I we went to Chicago when Lala was happening, but we didn't go. Mm. We just hung out downtown it was a cool vibe i would have liked to if i had money back then i would have yeah liked yeah. to have gone mm-hmm. um I, I still want to go to afropunk one day oh. and that needs to happen i, I can't go to I, I don't feel comfortable going to atlanta right now we were gonna go yeah yeah we were gonna go to huh. uh, like i'll be honest i don't feel comfortable going to a festival yet i don't either i'm not ready uh uh-uh. Especially it's, with things like just now starting to ramp back up. Yeah, it's not the time. I'll I'll do things like go to a movie mm-hmm. or smaller venue, like where you can have some kind of space. Yeah, mm-hmm. those crowds at Rolling Loud and Lollapalooza look so fucking dangerous. Yeah. Like, like it's one picture they have of Lala where it's just a sea of people. It's like, yeah. where's Waldo? <laughs> and Waldo is COVID, and that motherfucker's everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Every goddamn where. Where's COVID? Here, there, everywhere. That motherfucker is the fucking Beatles in this yeah. motherfucker. Being that 
not even close to each other, but just on top of people like that. I couldn't. That's miserable. I don't even see how they're even allowed to sell that many tickets and let that many people in one space. It was 110,000 people in Grant Park for Gala. That's just the people attending. That's not including the people working or anywhere else. Uh. (laughs) But imagine that whole stadium plus like 30,000 more people. Mm. And there's no like seats or barriers stopping people being on top of you. That's as many people as can fit in Bryant Dunny. Yeah. But they're not on top of each other, though. That's they are in Brian Dunn. Well, I mean, they're sitting next but to each other. Not but not the same thing as being like squished yeah. on the like general lawn. Touching skin when on all parts of your body. When a global pandemic <laughs> is out. <laughs> Which, like, I. That's going to be a, sh- a shaky thing, too. I love football games, festivals for like the crowd to, there's like freedom and anonymity. Mm-hmm. And you can just weave your way through right. and like, yeah, catch vibes and somebody catches you doing some dumbass. You can shit. do weird shit and nobody cares. Right? Don't matter. Just, <laughs> this <laughs> weird bitch at the festival. Right. Like, take a number. Everybody's right. a weird bitch at this festival. <laughs> <laughs> right. Take a number. Right. Like, I'm just not. I'm with you. I'm not ready. Like, mm-hmm. I don't trust. I don't trust people in general, <clears throat> and I don't. Multiplying your odds to get it just doesn't make sense to me at this point. Yeah, like I said, I risk my uh, I'll risk my health for love, but God damn it, <laughs> I'm not gonna risk <laughs> my health with a hundred thousand of y'all motherfuckers. I've been like I've been flying, which I feel like it has been super stressful because everybody's like crammed together. It's super crowded, mm-hmm. but. Mm, are like they still making to... people get tested when they travel mm. among it's only out of the country then I'm guessing yeah 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 coming back in I guess leaving and coming back depending on where you're going yeah I just oh, that's no. stressful too that's just like another thing to have to do just to go on a trip right like we gotta get COVID tested then we gotta get the results and we gotta send the results in then we gotta it's just like like I'm good I'll just there's enough other place like I'll take the opportunity to go somewhere else then yeah that I wouldn't have normally gone I just I don't know it's it's gonna be a while before I feel I thought by now I would feel comfortable going to a festival or something like I was like oh when everything opens up I'm gonna do this well like vaccination rates slowed down so much that it kind of like that that feeling of hopefulness like oh okay, we're, we're on the tail end and right. right just the fact that it's like kind of plateaued as this delta variant is just gang banging on right <laughs> and it's kind of like okay and then it's, everybody come on then it's now you know vaccinated and unvaccinated but i've read some articles where some of that is misleading like the still like the the percentage of people who are vaccinated who will get COVID is still underneath 1%. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's the same thing with any vaccine. Yeah. A vaccine is not this like magical force field that prevents you from like mm-hmm. it. It's all in. It's a numbers game. It's right. a probabilities game. It's like, okay, because you've had this vaccine, you've been exposed and your immune system has probably developed a sufficient resistance mm-hmm. so that 
probably you won't. But then if you're in that small probability where you do get sick, then it's probably not it's not you. as bad. Yeah. You'll probably be asymptomatic and <clears throat> not have to be hospitalized. Right. But even if not, then it's still going probably less mild. But then you might still be one of those people where it didn't help you. The numbers game just didn't play out for you. Mm-hmm. But it's still an overall better way of handling it. And you're giving yourself more tools to fight it. The other problem is the people now that are getting tested, you're still gonna it's still gonna take you a month to get your second one and then two weeks after that to be fully fully back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's people now that have been have been afraid to do it, rightfully so. I don't judge anybody who's been afraid to do something. But now they're in the middle of a surge Mm -hmm. where yeah, that first shot might help you. It will probably it will help you for sure better than not having it. But if you were fully vaccinated by now, you would be in a better position. Right. Right. So the, like it's all of that unless you're actually like quarantining. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I haven't no one is quarantining anymore. So <laughs> I've been pulling back from going out places as much, mm-hmm. and I have started wearing my mask again. Mm-hmm. A lot of people started wearing their mask again. I'm yeah, noticing. I've noticed that too, especially like in like grocery stores. Yeah, everybody's. Some people are like, okay, let me remember. I've been mm-hmm. keeping mine with me. Mm-hmm. I've always kept mine with me. I never. I've always at least kept one in the car. Yeah. yeah, in the car, in my purse. At the office. Like, I keep one in my pocket, usually. Um, But, yeah. It's... We know what we need to do. I guess that's what the frustrating part is. We need to lock down, but... People don't understand the reason why we locked down was because it was such a surge on hospitals that they couldn't take care of anybody else. Mm -hmm. Even, like, when my mom had surgery a couple weeks ago. That's what it's about to be again. That's the only reason why they're saying, like... Y'all need to start being more careful because we're seeing more and more people in the hospitals again. Like, Right. But people, mm-hmm. I don't, it's hard to believe that this is the dumbest generation of all time. <laughs> like, I have to have so kind of way to be like, I mean, in the 30s when they weren't <laughs> going to school. Yeah. Right. It had to have been about the same amount of stupid people. It's just we didn't know their thoughts. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a whole new generation going through. A fucking pandemic. Like, we don't know. And we went a whole, like, hundred years of having a serious global pandemic to the point to where, like, people were dying at this rate. So we couldn't have imagined, to some degree, the level of loss. Mm. Spanish flu happened when our great-grandparents were babies, pretty much. And they didn't talk about shit that was... Yeah, sometimes he forgets people are here. Mm -hmm. It's a crazy time, man. But But, uh, everybody's like, yeah, KIV is not going to do another shutdown. She might. She surprised me at certain points. Like, she didn't fully just be like, I mean, she came out the other day saying it's time to start blaming unvaccinated people. It's like, okay, get it, bitch. (laughs) Get it, (laughs) Meemaw. But I don't know. It's a death cult.
also in the middle of this death cult. You got stupid people saying stupid stuff on stages. Oh, yeah. Is that the baby? The baby? Yes. I did see that. Yes. That came across my universe. I'm still shook because what was the point? Do you hate money? Yeah, like. <laughs> like, you hate getting all the money you were getting. But you know what's crazy is he's still going to be supported enough to where mm-hmm. he can make money. I really don't think. I think this is different. His teenage mm-hmm. audience? I mean, the teenagers, yeah, but he was getting commercial pop hits. He was on that, how you say her name? Dia Lupa? Dua Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. I always see stuff I never hear (laughs) like (laughs) pronounced. But yeah, that song is huge. He ain't gonna get shit like that no more. On pop records? Probably not, but like he's still gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah, he'd be fine, but he's not getting to he was get he was gonna be making money. And oh yeah, I, and it's not just even about the money thing. It's I mean, he rightfully he was, he was a fucking idiot for saying what he said, and then doubling and tripling down on it. What exactly did he say? All right, you know, like something when you go, to, like, when you go to a men get HIV or something. Like that. He uh, basically he, he was saying like, if you're not sucking dick in the parking lot, huh. put your phones up. Like you know, like in the clubs when people be like, "Who got a hundred dollars in their pocket?" Yeah. And then bam, bam, bam. he's like, if you don't have AIDS and you're not going to die in three weeks, <gasps> put your phones up. If you're not sucking dick in the parking lot. Yeah. Because some of y'all niggas is suspect. Right. Talking about like people being gay or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he said all of that. Then he brought out Tory Lanez, who shot Meg the Stallion in the foot that time. Yeah. And then when people criticized him, he said to... um. To all the people with HIV or AIDS, I meant no disrespect. Blase, blase. But to the LGBTQ plus, it is what it is. And oh it was like, oh, fuck. And then that's when, that's when everything changed. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't think he's, he's lose, he was supposed to be a headliner of Lala today. And they kicked him off. So... He's losing money. Like, not big money. To be a headliner of Lollapalooza. Who'd they bring in to replace him? Young Thug. Who's also a problematic young man, but still. Young Thug. Young the, Thug has a better reputation than the baby. The baby. <laughs> <laughs> thug and Thug is a legend, though. Like, why would you even. But then trying to run it back and say that his fans wouldn't be. Any of those type of people. Right. Like, you know how big your fan base is? <laughs> Bruh, like, you have numbers. I was num- like, what? That Rockstar song was, like, a bop last year on, like, ZYP and shit. He was getting pop crossover money. And all he had to do was not be a fucking homophobe. Mm-hmm. And then he started switching it to be like, uh, all these people tried to take advantage of our culture and they're not part of it. It's like, bro, you were on pop pits with Sabrina, uh, Claudio, and he was these- on the fast track. Yeah. And he threw it all away. We're being stupid. And then all of these ignorant ass rappers come out supporting him. 
If you're ever on the same page as Lil Boosie and T.I., mm. you just got to be like, you know, I'm fucking up. Straight up. And that's what he was doing. I just... I'm wait till Steph gets back to talk about this next part. But it's just something about, like... People don't understand that homophobia or misogyny or misogynoir or all these things affect more than just the tart like the victimized audience mm-hmm. it eats at you and makes you a non-complete person <laughs> and then you got people like Tory Lanez being like why are we so politically uh correct in hip hop be like first of all Tory Lanez who the fuck are you I don't know enough Tory Lane songs for me to ride for Tory Lane, though, too. Me neither. I don't... I, I really can't remember ever truly liking Tory Lane's enough to even... In response to you saying, like, where does that even come from? I think just, like, when you're consumed with hating on something, it just absorbs your thoughts, and you're always going to come back to it. Yeah. Or if it's a part of your identity that you're trying to hide. as And it's your subconscious. Because it's just like, why are so many men more than anybody obsessed with spewing hate for homosexual men? Ugh. I don't think it's just men, though. I mean, it's not just men, but it, it is especially men. I see a lot of women say a lot of- Women say a lot of homophobic shit that they just don't get checked on. Mm. Homophobic in general or homophobic, yeah, hobo, like, hobo, homophobic <laughs> specifically <laughs> men on men with men. That is a good point also. Mm-hmm. Specifically men on men. Right. Or like you see it like not even on social media, but you've heard girls be like, oh, he was in his feelings today. He must be... Uh, yeah, like he's not being a man, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like it's a always a let's so, internalize misogyny. Yeah, it is. I was talking Marcia. to this, you know, like friend. She was in town. Um, we hadn't hung out in a while, and I'm kind of like telling her about my shoe guy, and uh, she goes, "Oh, well, I bet he's gay." I'm like, well, I don't. <laughs> what? Like, why would you assume that? <laughs> we don't know that at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> why would we assume that? <laughs> right. It's always subtle things, but like, oh, they're not manly enough for me, or maybe that I've heard this numerous times. Like, they have some sugar in their tank or some other shit. Mm. Or it's like it's a lot of homo. We as a society are homophobic as fuck. Yeah. Like to be all the way honest this is true and a lot of people focus on like the black element of the way hyper masculinity plays this role in homophobia mm-hmm. and I think that's part of the problem with like the baby and some of the other idiots that like uh, co-sign his ignorance it's all of this pressure of what you're supposed to be as a black man and you're supposed to not have certain feelings or express certain things mm-hmm. because that's soft or that's gay. All that shit goes hand in hand. Well, and that's like hand in hand with hating women because yeah. like 
those are feminine qualities. Right. How and, dare you care about somebody who you fucking pussy. And nobody <laughs> wants to be a woman. Right. Being a woman is bad. Right. You don't want those characteristics. It's just like uh, the most homophobic men will get in their feelings about if they're misgendered. Mm. And then, but they don't understand when a trans person doesn't like being misgendered. But let somebody misgender you as a cishet man and you get all upset because you fucking hate women. (laughs) That's all the shit is. And a lot of times I think like people, I got in this conversation with this dude on Twitter where he was like, "Um, what's the difference between uh, what the baby did and what, what's the the country saying? Morgan Whalen? I have no idea. Which, but he's this country singer, but he, he has said the N word <coughs> on something. Mm. Well, th- th- there isn't a difference. <laughs> <laughs> but he was saying, like, why is it people didn't, why do people go out and buy his albums and all this stuff? And I was like, for one, it's different because, like, that audience wants to fight against, like, like cancel culture. Mm-hmm. So their idea of, it's just like with doc, Dr. Seuss thing where they were like, let's go buy a whole bunch of Dr. Seuss books <laughs> because Dr. Seuss is canceled. That's a different phenomenon than the baby standing on a stage in front of a hundred thousand people mm-hmm. talking shit about people who can't control their condition as far as like the AIDS or HIV. And then talking about people who, or just gay or queer in it, whatever way it is. That's different. <laughs> like, you're usually, like, you're really using your platform to attack a group of people. A slight difference. But he, like, he was, he more so was kind of like, he was like, because racism is the biggest issue. Racist, nothing block, nothing supersedes racism. I was like, racism plays into all of the other types of oppression in this country. Mm-hmm. It goes into the misogyny, into uh, just the class structure, yeah. and all these things. And he was like, I mean, I don't see how that's hand in hand. No, racism is bigger. Like you're not seeing what I'm talking about. I'm talking about from it's a multi front war. In oppression, it's the reason the same reason they want to keep people down for their race, the same reason people want to get kept down for their gender, sexual identity, mm-hmm. class it's all the same thing. Oppression is oppression, mm. and the sooner you can recognize that it's a what's not multiple causality, but well, hmm. it's everything that isn't affluent. White male. Yes. Anything that's not straight white male is not acceptable in the structure because it has to be homogenous to keep oppression going. That's the system. Mm-hmm. And the system is working because that's how it was designed to work. But when you, as a minority, add to the oppression of another marginalized group, you're just working in that system and making it work the same. Well, I think it also speaks to the fan base. Like, okay, if this Morgan person's fan base clearly shares his sentiments, then they're supporting him 
in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the baby's fan base is like, well, we're not really about that. That's what makes the difference. And I think you're starting to see that now, like to where for a lot of times we let a lot of in the black community, we let a lot of homophobia cook and then just disguise it as, well, they're religious, they're conservative, they're not going to all that shit. But now you get to the point where like, no, bro, yeah, like, yeah, who are you to tell somebody how to live how to be life? themselves? Yeah. Yeah. But like it's we can't do the same shit. Like, just to make it, like, a point. The baby was wrong. Lil Boosie needs to be locked the fuck up. Because mm-hmm. Lil Boosie, because, you know, Lil Nas X has been openly gay because he's gay. <laughs> and people have a problem with that. Like, just because he has dudes dancing in his videos, he's attracted to dudes, bro. Like He's doing what he likes. Right. You don't say nothing <laughs> about all the women that are in videos. Right. It's True. the exact same thing. True. But they can't understand that shit. But it's also funny that they don't seem to mind gay relationships if it's straight women or women they view as straight kissing each other mm-hmm. or having or being bisexual or anything. But the minute you see that with men, it's like, no, nah, bro, they out here. They going to make kids... What did Boosie say? <laughs> kids that want to be straight or kids that are trying to be straight. He's out here saying it's okay. He's like, yeah. wait, what? Trying to be straight. Whoa. That is a Freudian slip like mm. a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you saying, sir? You cannot persuade anybody that is not ready to be persuaded. And that's what Lil Nas X said. He said, like, I mean, just can't just be like, one day just be like, I mean, I didn't want to suck dick. But (laughs) here I am. It's like, bro, you don't just, no, bro, you don't, like, people are different. (laughs) Sexuality is so complicated. It is. But people always try to act like it's some simplistic thing. Whoa. Uh, a matrix. Yeah, that's what it is. A framework. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the more complicated attraction layer cake. So it takes an attraction, orientation type, and relationship. Attraction layer cake. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, I'm going to send it to you. Sounds, sounds attractive. <laughs> I like layer cake. Who doesn't like cake? Mm. <laughs> cake interesting airdrop is so cool it is it's one of the dumbest shit ever but yeah so sexual orientation is all over the place it's not like it's not as rigid as we all try to act like it is or some people try to act like it is right but that's why hyper masculinity is such bullshit it's so damaging because you don't you do all this stuff doing the machismo bullshit, but it's not actually. You're like kneecapping yourself from yeah. being okay with, first of all, discovering and living your own truth. Right. <laughs> and then like being okay with what your truth is. And then like also just giving space for everybody else to be who they are. Yeah. And then that's when you start projecting. Which is why, like, a lot of those dudes start projecting their own insecurities on somebody like Lil Nas X. 
I don't think for a second he's acting like somebody he's not. But yeah. but these people assume because they're acting like somebody they're not. Right. Everybody does that. Well, and maybe they're to a certain degree jealous that somebody can, you know, go out there and be they're out there, so right, or like be a facet of themselves to the fullest. Because at the end of the day, he is performing. He is an artist. Mm-hmm. He is an entertainer. So there is that element to what he shows us. Right. I don't think that he's like pretending to be right. homosexual. Yeah. But but people make a fan fiction about their own lives. I've learned that. Like people make up whole ass mythologies in their heads about their lives. <laughs> this, these are facts. Like I like I remember it was like probably two years ago. Like we were talking about like all the shootings that were going on, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, you know, if I think I was if I was in a mass shooting in like a grocery store or something, I think I would like grab a can of beans and I would fight off the uh, the person <laughs> that was shooting." Beans. And I looked at him with a blank look of <laughs> disgust and bewilderment <laughs> of, what the fuck are you talking about? You're going to be scared. <laughs> Hiding behind the ho-hos. I was like, and then like he repeated it again like I didn't hear him. <laughs> but I did, I had to like fight off me like, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> it's like. Uh, well, and you know what? Maybe he would grab the can of beans, chuck it at the shooter's head. But the thing they is, they are heroes every day. But the thing is, why would why in your uh, mass shooting fantasy would you imagine that you're in a supermarket and you just happen to be on the aisle with beans? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> of all the shit in the supermarket, you go to the canned food aisle for battle? Maybe he just mostly shops the canned food aisle. No, he's delusional. <laughs> Like and then like I was trying to be like what like you know you're in the frozen section looking at novelty ice cream right. treats you eat hot pockets <laughs> sir nobody in a hot pocket aisle is just running to the canned food aisle <laughs> like to fight somebody which I'm assuming has a semi-automatic a, yeah. weapon right so you're gonna be a, a target trying to get to the bean aisle. All while people are getting shot all beside you, but you go happen to be the one person <laughs> to get to the fucking bean aisle with a can of fucking black beans, oh, and you're going to take this shooter out. Yeah. Insane. You're the one. That's main character syndrome. Yeah, that's totally, and that's, like, this person also had told me, like, once we were talking about police brutality or something and he was like you know if I was driving and I saw a cop getting his ass beat I'd stop and help I was thinking what you do what (laughs) (laughs) why the fuck would you do that and that also tells you what race and uh, sexuality and (laughs) gender this person is because there's only one group of main character syndrome like that to where you think you're a fucking superhero that's true being a white straight man is some wild shit (laughs) No one man should have all that power. It's some invincible feeling shit, apparently. Like it. I wouldn't know. As a black person, I could never imagine driving by seeing a cop get his ass beat and be like, you know what? I'm going to help that dude out. I ain't saying he should get his ass beat. I don't know what the fuck happened before. Yeah. Why would I just take the side of the motherfucker getting his ass beat? Yeah, no. Are you going to get involved with any fight with that any, you come yeah, against? I'm, you don't know what's happening. Leave there might be knives. There could be guns. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm gonna That's drive away and call nine one one. Yeah. But if I have a can of beans, <laughs> I think I can fight off. You can take them. Right. You can like, save the world. This, this person has a semi-automatic weapon. But what, you know, like, are, are we talking about one of the big cans of beans that you find on the bottom shelf? His logic was that he would be able to throw the can of beans at the shooter and somehow disarm him like this is a fucking... Like we have Mason movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have a very particular set of skills. I, I can been... get to cans of beans from across the room. I know exactly how much each can of bean is gonna shoot across once I throw it with my arm. See, this is a can of bush baked beans. <laughs> bush, bush fills the can to the top, so you know you're not gonna get a lot of spin. <laughs> What kind of MacGyver ass fucking shit <laughs> would you just assume at the grocery store that a can of beans is the thing you would go for? Of you wouldn't go for knives. Right? Oh, <laughs> shit. I didn't think about that. If you're in Walmart, you could go for uh, what, some stores, guns, so I'm, many things. I've been sitting over here thinking if I'm in the frozen section looking at the novelty ice cream treats, <laughs> what am I grabbing? Ooh. Something with a stick? I would think something in a bag that you could swing. <laughs> Get a nice, like, torque. <laughs> yeah, but what's that? I mean, of course. Not, like, maybe one of the vegetable bags. If you get, like, the su- a super frozen bag. Yeah. Where, like, they're all in a block. But like, okay, so I'm here squeezing bags of vegetables. <laughs> like, yeah. We're trying to think fast here. <laughs> okay. In a frozen fruit <laughs> what would be the thing you go to? What, you know, whatever they're stacking in the middle. I don't know about y'all, but like the Kroger I go to always has like flats of alcohol in the middle of the frozen aisle. So I'm like grabbing wine bottles, mm. checking those, yeah, and, throw, yeah. And, and throwing them over the top. That's a good thing and to I distract am, them. Nine times out of ten, I am more than likely glass bottles are probably going to be around. You can throw alcohol in the grocery store far. and and cause havoc. If you get it in the range of him, he's going to be getting splashed. He's going to be like True. distracted, trying to block glass from getting in his eyes. <laughs> Man, fuck the beans, buy a bottle. <laughs> Fuck the beans by a bottle. <laughs> this shit is gonna be insane. Y'all been paying attention to the Kanye shit? Mm-mm. Yep. So I, I want to go to his concert, but it's not in the stars for me. Is his mental crisis over? I don't think so. He's just not talking <laughs> as much. Definitely don't think so. I, yeah, well, he just hasn't been giving interviews and stuff. I think that I'm not going to blame the Kardashians, but I think their fame machine didn't. Wasn't the best for his mental state. Wasn't healthy mm. for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he played some music from his new album, which is named after his mother, Donda. 
And he played some of it at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Which is also where he was born in A-Town. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was born in the stadium. <laughs> well, he now lives in the fucking stadium. That's the funnier part. What? Yeah. So he's finishing the album while living in the stadium. It's some craziness. <laughs> the look at your face. Like, what? He's living and recording in the stadium? Yes. They have made like a little room for him. And then he's built a studio, like a makeshift studio in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So for the last couple of weeks, he has not left Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Wow. <laughs> they showed his Why? Because he's in album mode and he's going to finish it. That's how but he... Why in the stadium? Because he liked the vibe from when he was playing music for all the people that were there. That he oh. was inspired to okay. make that. Like, Hey, that's cool. He usually does that in some kind of way. Like for eight, for... My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Mm-hmm. He bought studio space in uh, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So he recorded that album in 808s in Hawaii. On a, like a compound. And then he made Watch the Throne with Jay-Z. And like he was renting out hotel rooms. Like whole floors. So he would have like a producer in one room making beats. With the engineer. And then he would just be crossing rooms to finish the album. So he's more or less doing that in Mercedes Benz State. Yeah, it's just same thing, but on a bigger level. Yeah, it's crazy. That would be pretty cool. I think he's about to have a whole music universe. Yeah, like because he's producing for other people again. Mm-hmm. He might be back. I hope so. I hope so too. I really wanted to go, but this is I the don't... room that he's staying in. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like a dorm room. Yeah. Somebody was like, why, how, why would you wait? It doesn't wait? seem boss enough. He's, like, well, he's just in business mode. He's he's becoming more of a minimalist also. So the grandiose like stuff that he would have done probably 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. The Kardashian not, lifestyle? Yeah, he's not inspired by it as much. It's just like his setup for the, for the uh, listening experience. So, are they, like, having games? Like, it's just him on the floor with no set. Well, And it's just an empty set with just people around him. And are they, like, attending games? Or they're just yeah. coming to listen? So No, they're still having their games. Yeah. Dang. So, the soccer team, um, Atlanta United, was having a game. And Kanye just walked upstairs and just started <laughs> watching it. So, people, people were like... Kanye is essentially being Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Basically, yeah. And he's walking around in a mask. So, like... What? It's crazy. Like... He is being the Phantom. I wonder what amount of money... What amount of money did he give them to be able to, like, sign whatever contract to be like, hey, just let me come and stay in one of these rooms. I get to be in here doing what I want. It's no telling. When y'all aren't booked. Like, what amount, what dollar amount could you <laughs> offer for them to be like, all right, yeah, come on. <laughs> Bring your things. Move sure, on in. Sure, Kanye. Come on. Like, what? Are you kidding me? I mean, it's a huge pl- publicity stunt for them. Yeah. It might not be that much money. That's, that's for sure. But this is what he went to the uh, the game. That's how he was dressed. Yeah. What? 
So he's been dressing like walking around the stadium like that. Like completely covered. We know who you are. Right. <laughs> what did Brittany say all that long while ago? We can see we you. Can we can see you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we already know this. You. It's like, oh, 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 that's Kanye. How do you know that? It's just Kanye. I know it. But yeah. So you're just watching like a soccer match and you look up. Kanye West is just walking through your just, section. Yeah, like it's his house because technically... A part of me likes that... For the time being, it is. A part of me likes that at least one rock star is being, like, a rock star. Yeah. Like, doing completely crazy-ass crazy shit. shit. Nothing that no one else could ever do. And I No regular person. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually was watching Phantom of the Opera. And was just like, uh-huh. you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to live in the dungeon of one of the biggest stadiums in the world. And record my album. Who's going to be his Christine? I don't... Like, you know, he was dating that one Kim model. Kardashian has been said to... <laughs> have been there. ...be at the, in attendance. I wonder if they're still... I thought they got divorced. I mean... Is it final? I don't think it's final yet. Oh. Yeah. So we're, I'm wondering, like, what's going on? Hell, they got four kids. That shit ain't going to be final yeah, for yeah, a while. That ain't uh, nothing to let go of immediately. Two billionaires quickly. get a divorce? complicated expensive because <laughs> they both built a lot together that's a lot of money especially Kim they both did but yeah Should sound expensive. Okay, so which one is that? Is that Riesling? Yeah. I got Pinot Grigio's Coal. And what's the other one you got? I got Riesling and Moscato. So the other one is Moscato. That one is a um, corkscrew, though. Which one do you want? Uh, I'm not choosing. I chose. I made the first choice. Surprise me. Look at my grubby, look at my grubby, nasty ass fingers. <laughs> You're just a little person, that's what that is. <laughs> little hands. I do have little hands. I got man hands. L- little hands, but a tight grip. <laughs> Word on the street is. <laughs> And the orange juice, please. Oh, yeah. well, I got two big bottles. I got a big bottle. My instinct was right on that. I was like, if me and Juice can go through one by ourselves, <laughs> we might as well. It's just like with uh, the day Thomas had came, I didn't have enough wine because <laughs> all three of us be drinking. Mm-hmm. I wish that motherfucker could have. This I don't know. Like, I still want to have like a like one session of like all of our friends. Yeah, just in a room, <laughs> <laughs> one big. That'll be the episode title: one big room full of bad, bad bitches. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to plan that. That shit would be lit. That could be the time. You know, we were thinking about renting like a Airbnb to host a party. That's what we should do. We should just have like a close friends like dinner recording session. Hell yeah. 
That's just a dinner party fun. recording oh. session. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a dinner party, nigga. That yes, like yeah. ten people, maybe yes. fifteen max. Potluck, and we have like real good at one of those like cheap ass like hundred dollar a night. Hell yeah, but it's still nice. But between that many people, food. I mean, shit, yeah. me and you can handle a hundred dollar. Hell yeah, That's that shit would be too easy. Get some charcuterie boards. Charcuterie boards. <laughs> Hell yeah. Why is that like one of our most popular episodes? <laughs> like every week, that's like top listen. <laughs> charcuterie. And then like that episode, that was like your birthday episode. So it we really were just vibing. Yeah, it was a good one. Hmm. It feels like so long ago. Was it? 2019 or your birthday 2020 2020 when i like went out with you that was 2019 that was 2019 where we went to uh yeah the goose with the clan from work that shit was wild (laughs) very interesting time (laughs) that shit was crazy very crazy year 2019 was for me that's (laughs) that's what's so crazy about 2020 like 2019 was a hell of a fucking year (laughs) and then 2020 was just like you know 2020 was actually much tamer than 2019 for me me too well purely as a function of um quarantining yeah i don't know my 2020 was pretty wild (laughs) i i was just in this bitch solo dolo I start like I start feeling like the Grinch. Like I just got a dog. I'm just mad at the world. <laughs> like I was like, I gotta add a person. But like 2019 was stressful as fuck for me. Oh yeah. It was. For me too. Like that shit was wild. Like that's part of the recordings I can't listen to. Twenty mm, nineteen. Yeah. I can't listen to twenty nineteen episodes. It's like nah, triggering brings up too many memories. It's very triggering. I can't. I don't listen back to any of them after. I haven't. When you put up the raw, I don't listen to the final cuts. <laughs> I listened back when I caught up to you guys. I mean, that. I don't listen to the edited, produced cuts. That would have been August twenty eighteen. What? When you recorded with us? No. Or August twenty nineteen. I don't know. I caught up. I caught up. I missed a bunch. You guys started in like March or something, right? Yeah. It was May. May. 2018. It was May 2018. Yeah. Because it was after your brother's wedding. I think it was Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. And I started listening, I think around like an August time frame. And then it took me a few months to catch up. Yeah. We have a lot of episodes now. Never look back. Only look forward. Sometimes I do go listen back. It's fun at times to remember. Like, because I can remember. I even recently, like, certain episodes, be like, I remember. Like, oh, I was in puppy love with. Uh-huh. That's when I met her. <laughs> Straight up. I was cheesing like a motherfucker. Straight up. <laughs> but, like, some of them would be like, oh, I was really going through it then. And then it's just like. I know people listen to it, but it's just like, I'm just beat me at this point, man. Yeah, I think that's something I've always appreciated, and yeah. that's probably why I continue to listen. I mean, I feel that, like people can really 
We really feel it when we're a little bit more vulnerable about things. Because mm-hmm. life be kicking our fucking ass, bro. Yeah, but, all also, of us. but everybody <laughs> yeah. else too. Yeah, like, right. right. Like, we all going through shit. And then, like, so the one thing I didn't want it to be, like, when we started was just like, or we just act like we got all our shit together. Because that shit was just going to, I would hate myself <laughs> if I acted like I was just like, Perfect and had everything figured out. No. Like we all have insecurities, we all have things we're working on, things we haven't perfected, mm-hmm. and it's all like I, I I don't listen to our first episode. The whole thing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I only listen to our first episodes. There you go. <laughs> listen, because just technically, I can't listen. Mm-hmm. How awful they sound. I definitely don't go back that far. I don't go back at all, but definitely not to the first <laughs> ones. Sheesh. Yeah, it was tough. Like on our third anniversary, I tried to listen to the first one. I got like 10 minutes in. I, I was, was like, back oh. in the trenches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't so bad. It was really only the first two episodes that. Yeah. And then there was like you had it figured out. And then there've been moments where like, okay, you've upgraded your equipment right. or whatever. And mm. it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Like now, the funniest thing is when you hear the upgrades, but then when you go back later, like, well, we still turned up a different corner. Like, we, we're still turning a corner on other things. Mm-hmm. Like when it went from we didn't know how to record with two mics. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that day it was magical. You're like, what did you do? I well, have we no finally idea. got it figured out. Oh, it's like what thirty minutes? Yeah, because like. Usually, I used to just start recording and be like, man, we'll figure it out later. But I was like, no, we got to figure this shit out before we start recording. Mm-hmm. And then we figured it out. It's like, yeah. <laughs> We're real podcasters now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we potting, potting. <laughs> so, wait. You guys are at like two and a half hours or years of doing this? Two and a half? Three. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Mm-hmm. Time flies by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three and a half of actually being on air mm-hmm. but yeah. we started recording almost four yeah because Pra- it was like right practicing. after it was right after his brother's wedding in 2017 in the fall mm-hmm. so we recorded like three episodes that we never put out mm-hmm. now i wish i could find a list of names that we were floating around because they were all trash yeah they were oh man <laughs> Fun, fun, fun. Uh, we were looking at names and fonts. We were looking straight up. That was funny. It's just funny how shit plays out. Right. Because it just works on its own time. Mm-hmm. You made some really good choices at the beginning, though. Like, you've kept the text. Like, the imagery of your logo. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And your music? I think the logo is solid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we could make variations just for different, you know, style t-shirts and shit. But our core logo, I feel like it's timeless. Mm -hmm. And it looks good on everything as well. Mm -hmm. But that's why, like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't, like, pay somebody to do something. Like, we didn't pay somebody to do something... Like, big-ass logo for us. We just did everything by ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
I, we got to redo some. Uh, now that I'm not blinded by lust, <laughs> <laughs> I can focus back on the creative part of me. Now that you've come back to reality. Yeah. I'm back in the valley of the living. So what's the lesson for the next time you fall in love? Don't lose myself in her. Yeah. Mm. And then just know when to go. Don't hold on. And, and go to bed. Yes. <laughs> Definitely go to bed. Don't, Don't stay, up stay up all night. on the phone. Take your ass to bed. On the phone, taking like you 17 fucking years old. Motherfucker, you got to go to work at 8 o'clock in the fucking morning. I, I am, like you, but I'm I'm a tired. huge advocate for taking my ass to bed. I let motherfuckers know like, hey, this is the part where I'm about to start dozing off. Like she used to, she used to tell me that and be like, man, fuck, but I'm already amped. Like I didn't push through my sleep phase. Like baby, I'm here. <laughs> uh, uh, when my sleep sets in, that's it. It's like mm-hmm. I don't want to keep falling asleep. It's cool, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if if we're on the phone, for sure. Right. I'm just like, all right, bedtime. Um, I have a harder time like taking my ass to bed if we're hanging out together or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Hey, you gotta see where the evening takes you. <laughs> right. Gotta see it through, my guy. Got to see it through. <laughs> but yeah, the biggest lesson is don't lose myself in another person. Mm-hmm. Take care of her. Take care of yourself. Yeah, for sure. That's what I lost in it. Like it was just trying to make something work, but it's cool, my guy. If it doesn't work, it's all right. You will find another one. Mm-hmm. Listen, but your rational side in the moment be like, nah, nigga. Another another thing is they always come back. That's your emotional side, not your rational side. They always come back. Oh, the exes? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And some Some, some of them do. (laughs) I don't think I've fully gotten rid of not one dude that I've ever talked to. Oh, they still be just coming back. I've I've found the block feature. Responding recently. to shit on social media. <laughs> oh my god! I, there I had this guy met out at the bar one night. Messaged me like messaged me from three different phone numbers. Oh my god! Chasing Mm-mm. me, chasing me down. Hell no! Nah. nah, that's some weird shit, bro. <laughs> I don't rock with it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Hell to the gnaw. Yeah, I don't like that shit. I can see it. I've been on this thing where men ask me for my number. I'm like, yeah, sure, here you go. And then they text me and then I literally just don't text them back. And it feels really there's some kind of power in there that I really enjoy. I cut this part out last week. <laughs> Cause I was like, I gotta I knew she wasn't gonna have time to listen, but I was like, she gotta hear how toxic that sounds. <laughs> I don't know. Here here's the thing. It's so fun though. Like Well, I don't know. I don't really think that it's very fun, but 
I sometimes do time when I want to. Sometimes it's easier to just be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, here, here. yeah, it is. Then to be like, no, and then, then they want to have a rebuttal and, and you oh, gotta fight you, about it. You think you, oh, what's the big deal? Why you got a man? If you don't got a man, what's the problem? No, I'm just trying to leave the gas station. I'm just, not I'm just here to fill, <laughs> fill the tank. I'm trying to get some gum and I a bottle of water. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Yeah, <laughs> it's not what I'm here for. Not interested. I get what you guys it are is saying. Very, <laughs> it's so easy. But I'm Way talking easier. more so about like when people like when people vibe. When y'all are vibing and then people start doing that shit. Oh, I don't do that. Vibing? What do you mean? Like y'all are hanging out and shit, and then you start trying to be the like play the cool shit. Oh, do the like, ghosty thing? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's ghosting is. I hate to use the word toxic, but ghosting is so like. Lame. I have been challenging myself to not be a ghoster and just like own it. If this is the end, then just say so. Yeah. Right. Just speak it when you feel it. And it's get hard. It, get up out of there. Cut ties. Make mm-hmm. a clear tie cut. And mm-hmm. then. I mean, you can only communicate <laughs> and then they take with it what they will. Yeah. Yeah. These are facts, but it's like sometimes you. I don't like. Fuck it, I'm gonna say whatever. <laughs> I don't like the fact that like everybody now is just trying to be players, mm-hmm. men and women. And it's not even now, but everybody is just louder with it. Yeah, like don't, don't catch feelings. Mm-hmm. How unnatural is that? Having hoes, <laughs> having hoes, right? Is like a sport now, right? <laughs> It's like, yeah, but you're not making any fulfilling relationships. Right. Like, yeah. right. Like, I'm I'm totally cool with, like, trying out Polly. But, like, in a true sense of it, like, I'm going to have a relationship with you. Where all parties you. are I'm a also with you. cognizant of what's going on. The right. two of you know about each other. Maybe you meet each other. We might not all be doing things together all the time, but, like. It's open communication. Right. Mm-hmm. But people don't want to do that. People want to have the position of power within these dynamics. Yeah. And if you're going to do that, you can't. Well, and like that level of just like communication requires like a certain amount of comfort with yourself. And like you have to be healthy to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. And then you also have to be willing to do the work because like communicating is hard. And then also you have to, I mean, it goes back to the communication thing, but like you have to let people choose what situation they want to be in. Exactly. Exactly. Like don't force a situation on somebody or a little, or any kind of relationship on somebody that you have not laid out in detail what you were seeing for y'all relationship and other relationships. Mm-hmm. But people ain't trying to do that. People be trying to be polyamorous with a whole ass living girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Without notifying the parties that are involved. She don't know she in a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> right. But you know that that's deceit and deception yeah. and that's manipulative and Yeah. There uh, are plenty of women out there who are totally comfortable with that situation. Yeah. And like perhaps are turned on by it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, go find you one of them. Isn't that going to be so much nicer? Y'all can yeah. enjoy it together. Right. Y'all could be on the same page. Yeah. 
But no. All this stress people trying are to selfish. control people. They feel like if there's any chance that they their honesty could be rejected, that's too much of a risk. And they yeah. want to be able to just get what they want out of the situation. So they avoid. People don't want to be vulnerable. And but, I understand why you don't want to be vulnerable. It hurts when it's rejection or whatever. But you're a fucking adult. Right. Grow the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> we didn't all had heartbreaks by this <laughs> big yeah. ass age. Yeah. You know what it feels like to be fucked over by somebody. Right. Yeah. And I've said it once and I'll say it again. If you're just trying to fuck, just say that. Somebody, just say so. I might be down for that shit, right. bro. Right. Sometimes I'm Yes or no right. is all I can say. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Period. I haven't seen the, uh, stuff on social media be like, oh, the worst thing she could do is say no. Be like, no, the fuck is not. <laughs> and she can screenshot it to her friends to laugh at you, put it up on Twitter <laughs> or social media. Look at this bum ass motherfucker that's in my mentions. Nah. People be trying to act. Well, if she does that, then she's the asshole. Totally. True. You're just an honest, <laughs> honest person. It's a Very lot of true. it's a lot of miserable people out here. Mm, that's true. And if I feel like sometimes when I'm miserable, I need to be by myself. I ain't trying to talk to nobody. Right. Oh yeah. I ain't. I am not trying to fuck your life up. Mm-hmm. I am fucking my life up enough. Don't need to add anybody into this fucked up relationship. <laughs> right. But everybody don't do that. Yeah, that's true. And then that's when you get in the uneven relationships and all these situationships and shit. Well, and you you I think a lot of people look for revenge. Yeah. And and not necessarily against the person who's done them wrong. They're just looking for revenge. <laughs> From that person that hurt you a couple months, years, weeks ago. It's right. still a form of and we talked about this before, but being validated. Like re- revenge is some form of validation. I don't know what form, but it, I feel like it's a part of it. Well, yeah, because like I've been hurt. I did to this other person what had been done to me, and they're hurt. So like the fact that it hurt me, like them in pain, validates that I was in pain about the situation. Yeah, it's. I just don't like this combative nature of dating. Mm. Yeah, and I hate that so many people like. Even in the midst of dating people, even just having the conversation about dating is just like so stressful. Like the what are we conversation should never be as stressful as it is, but it is. It is such a triggering moment for everybody. Right. Everybody shies away from that question. Because everybody remembers the time that shit didn't work out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you have to be like be asking this question too soon is but that it's why? so crazy because it's just the most basic level of communication like we might not be on the same page but we can still decide that we want to continue to communicate though and still you know what i'm saying like right. what is so bad about learning that you're not on the same page with somebody it's either going to go one way or it's not either we're going to still continue to talk and maybe see you know what could happen or we're going to move on. Like Now I'm empowered to just keep it moving and go find somebody who is exactly. on the same why, why are we so afraid to be that clear with people? Right. Because people also feel like the it'll be like a buyer's remorse type of thing. Like, I cut this person loose. Hindsight 2020, this was a good person for me. Well, yeah, but 
timing is one of the variables. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and it's not uh it's not Disneyland where there's one person. Right. There's multiple ones. So, right. <laughs> it's it's not like, oh, if I fuck up this opportunity with this person, like I there's another opportunity around the corner. Like your life can unfold in any number of ways. So mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've been having to tell myself that too because I'll be like, ah, I'm just gonna be single for the rest of my life. That's not true. I know that's not true. <laughs> but like the hurt part of me is like, <laughs> yeah, just go with that. You'll be single forever. I've definitely like told myself that many a time. I don't know if I'm doing it just to make myself, I, I guess, cut the pressure off of being like, when will this happen? Or just like. Or do I really believe, yeah, I'll be single for the rest of my life? I don't believe that I will. Uh, I think for me, it was more of like an emotional self-loathing. Like, you're not good enough. Your mm-hmm. destiny is to be rejected. Right. Doesn't matter who comes into your life. They will leave you. Yeah. They will use you and abandon you. Yeah. And- this motherfucker's bit. I mean, yes. <laughs> like, that's, that's a huge factor, too. People just are who they are. And sometimes who those people are Usually just don't fit. <laughs> right. Or, or they don't fit who... They might even fit for the situation. Right. But they might not fit for where you're going. Where, where, you, yeah, where you're at at that moment. And you have to be willing to accept that change. And I don't think that, like... Um, I think sometimes there are people who like go out there and act in malice, but I think hurt people hurt people, and so yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I I I heard this guy say once that for the most part everybody's doing as good as they can. Mm-hmm. They're doing their very best for the most part. Some areas they might could improve, mm-hmm. but for the most part, people are as decent as they can be. Yeah. They can improve on that, but you got to know that it's a constant struggle to try to improve on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think ultimately, like, time tells, is this person somebody who, like, honestly takes stock of who they are on the regular and, like, listens when people are, like, telling them certain things to, like, give that as feedback and, like, constantly work on their character Time will tell you if, like, that person is just going to repeat cycles over and over again Mm, or if they're going to, like, actively do the work of, all right, sometimes it's five step forward, sometimes it's six steps back, sometimes it's two step forward, one step back, sometimes it's ten steps forward and you never look back. (laughs) It's the tango. Mm -hmm. The tango of life. It's all adjustments. But, I don't know, it... When you're in the heat of it, sometimes sometimes you also have to give yourself those irrational thoughts of like, oh, I'll be single for the rest of my life. Oh, I'll be sad. Like, and then work that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> right. And talk it out. It'd be like, sometimes even if you say it, you'll be like, what? Why yeah. would you say that about yourself? Yeah. Right. And then you got to check yourself and be like, okay. Mm-hmm. Bring yourself back down. Right. Yeah. But a lot of times when you say shit like that, it's coming from a place of emotion. <laughs> right? Right. Extreme hurt. Yeah. Right. You got to you gotta sleep on it. You got to right. let your emotions die down a little bit. Like I said, that episode, sometimes you just got to like be sad. 
<laughs> Feel your feelings. Get right. Give yourself grace to explore the emotion and what it means exactly. to you. Mm-hmm. Don't you don't always have to be a bad bitch. Sometimes you can be a sad bitch too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace your inner sad bitch. <laughs> bitch. These are facts. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom.